Tell me that one, okay? You know, the Confederates were able to shoot pterodactyls. That doesn't sound right. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I liked women! Women, 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 women! Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. Wow. There's a dirty little secret. Open your mouth so I give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. Yo, tell me with this when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. So kiss my black Don't hate on prostitution, because guess what? It's been going on since before humans, man. And you don't even know about it. Wow. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. On the big station, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. And passing out $1,000 every single hour on the program. If you missed anything yesterday, make sure you grab the podcast at WRQK.com. Where you can find the story about an inmate finding uh, my girlfriend's picture in the newspaper and sending her a letter. And man, did I get beat up on the social media yesterday about that? Because I was telling her, I was like, just write him back. Like, don't like lead him on. Don't tell him like, yeah, like, when you get out, let's have sex. Like, no, 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 not that. But the guy wrote her a nice letter. It was complimentary of her. And dude, that's desperate times being in jail. And actually, a couple of Canton cops reached out to me. They're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, don't tell her just to write inmates back. What's the matter with you? Yeah, it seems like there's a couple of uh, things that could go wrong there. Yeah, it might go off the rails there on that one. Maybe. Might go off the rails on that one. Uh, before moving too much forward, I want to uh, I, w- I want to let Fantone personally know. Okay. I had a very, very productive meeting yesterday with a very prominent local business here okay. in Canton, Ohio. I had a very productive meeting with Shale Brewing Company. Um, and Jeff is a fan of the program. And a lot of times they'll, t- they'll take us to meetings and stuff, and people are like, yeah, man, I listen. And then you'd start talking to him, and it's like, nah, you really don't. And that's okay. I, I kind of get why that happens. Yeah. But he knew stuff from like five years ago on the show. Oh, he wow. knew stuff from a week ago on the show. He knew stuff from that morning. I mean, he was like, he is in. Like, in. I, yeah, he is a fan of the program. And so uh, we had a meeting with them about some possible future things coming up this summer. Awesome. Very, very exciting things on the horizon on that. I am, uh, I'm very, I'm, uh, I'm very optimistic about uh, about that meeting. I felt there. I, I left there yesterday feeling very positive. Well, shout out to Jeff. Glad you're on board, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's a good times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff there. And uh, so we can we we can officially alert the audience to this. I have had. The post vasectomy sex, and it's fine. Okay, dudes were trying to be like, it's gonna hurt, it's not not right, and then things like this, all this stuff. It's fine. It's absolutely no different. Was there any concern? I mean, were you worried? I know you. I know you said you had masturbated already. I did. Yeah, I woke up early yesterday. I was like, I because I wasn't sure how it was going to operate, and I was like, let's let let's do a solo mission here before before I you know we bring her over here, 
And no, it was fine. I mean, everything was totally fine. I was like all in my head about it. And then she got there last night. We had a couple of drinks on the patio. We're hanging out. And the next thing you know, one thing leads to another like it always does. And, uh, and you know, we were fine. Everything, everything was, uh, every, every, yeah, everything's good. No issues. No, no issues. Everything works fine good. for all like the people out there. Oh, is it going to work? <laughs> they snip your bulb up. You're fine. And, and, like, I, I got to tell you, that was the, the worst part of the vasectomy was the dad jokes. Like if I could get over like the the guy with like his cell phone hanging from his belt, oh, are you ever gonna get another erection? Like if, if I didn't have to deal with that, the vasectomy would have been fine. There was absolutely no problems. I can't wait for today's program. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. have proven themselves to be mental midgets. They are triggered millennials, and I cannot wait to ride both their asses coming up at 7 o'clock. I, what I saw yesterday on Twitter, honestly, has me very, very worried about that Browns roster now. As much as I was like, ah, Dell, fine, not in OTAs, it's fine, but his incessant need to clap back and what he says and the anger and vitriol after what had been said about him, which is totally true. You can link Odell to more off-the-field antics than you can big plays in big games. And you can. Otherwise, we'd be sitting here like, nah, do you remember that catch Odell made on Monday night versus the Eagles? You don't do that. You think about him peeing in the end zone. Colin was right. This is, again, another area. We'll get into this again at 7 o'clock, but we can do it right now. Colin was right, and that's why Baker and OBJ are triggered. So your take here is that, as a whole... Odell Beckham Jr., more of a liability in the sense of his off-field antics than asset with what he's able to more, do. I don't want to say more of a liability because he can over-deliver on the field to make up for what his issues are. So but, I don't but, want to say more of that. But, but As a whole, as a player, if you're putting it on a scale, you've got more negatives with off-the-field stuff than positives with on-the-field. I don't even want to say negatives, but I definitely link you to more antic than I do okay. big moments in big games. Okay. Like... Because the one-handed catch was a great catch. It was a great catch. It was five years ago? Something, I'm guessing. Is, I mean, Is this us not being Giants fans? You know what I'm saying? Is he's this... the biggest star in the league. If I, 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 I wasn't a Niners fan, but, but I knew when Jerry Rice made big plays. How is he the biggest star in the league if there's more... You know what I'm saying? If he doesn't have that many good plays. This is why he's the biggest star in the league. This is off-the-field yeah, stuff is what drives th- him to be the biggest yeah, star Yeah, because I don't think the younger generation necessarily cares. As long as you're popular, for, no matter what you're popular for, they'll argue you're a Hall of Famer. This, this, has been, this is part of the problem. I don't think the expectation of the younger sports fan is the same thing as it was from my dad's generation, your dad's, then mine, then yours. I don't think it is. Like, just be cool, man. Just have drip, bro. If you got drip, you're a Hall of Famer. And it's like, well, no, not really. I mean, not really. Now, I think you've got points in there, and I guess I'm not necessarily surprised to hear this take out of you. Like, I feel like this is kind of where what I expected. I want Odell Beckham Jr. to be here. He's a great wide receiver, but you cannot argue that that when you think of Odell, you don't think of big catches in big games. You don't. Is that our fault because of what we're thinking of him? Or, I mean, is that is that a lack of big plays? Because what you're saying to me essentially is that Ob- Od- what I feel like you're saying is Odell Beckham Jr., not, not, he's more headache than, than what he's worth. I don't know. If, see, again, I don't necessarily think what I'm saying has to be a negative because I think he's capable of making the big catch, but that's not what we know him for. It's not. It's like I said, 
They play in that division. He was in the NFC, right? If it was legitimately about how great of a player he is, it would be, dude, Monday night against the Eagles when he went for 240. Or how about, dude, what about the, what about the, NFC Championship game. What about this? What about that big play in this? And actually, dude, the one playoff game with Eli, he disappeared. Like, he disappeared. And so, like, I, I, what Colin was saying is, like, look, Odell's great. He's transformative. He's a great player. But again, Vegas has told you, they don't, they don't think much of wide receivers. They don't. If they're hurt, the, the over under doesn't go crazy when a wide receiver doesn't play. It just, it just feels like, He's great. He's transformative. He's these things, but he's not very good. He doesn't have a lot of big plays. Well, I conflicting. Well, because two things can be true here. Okay, it might be partially Eli's fault. What? What? Why Odell needs to slow down? And what Colin Coward was saying is Odell still got a long way to go. But this is the reality of Odell Beckham Jr. Right? Hold on. This is the reality of Odell Beckham Jr. Right here is New York didn't really go well. Didn't. It didn't. So if you come here now and this doesn't go well, if you don't ball here, you don't win a ton of games here, guess what? You're overrated forever. If he doesn't ball hard in a Browns jersey, he's overrated forever. Not for you, I know, Browns fan. I know, Browns Twitter, not for you. Nationally, nationally, he's overrated forever. That's pressure on Odell Beckham Jr. And part of the reason why he's responding the way he did is because Freddie Kitchens looked in the camera yesterday and said, yeah, what do you want me to tell you? He should be here. He should be here. And then Colin had to say what he had to say, and Odell realizes, oh, God, my coach is kind of on the same side as this, too. And now, oh, my God, Cleveland doesn't understand, and this, see, that small town, and this started to happen. And then Baker comes over top and goes overboard. They're triggered, bro. They're worried a little bit about what Colin is saying just might be true. They're triggered. There's, this is, if you read Odell's responses, and I will read them for you at 7 o'clock, for sure I will. When you read them, I see myself in it. It's when, because what you can see the anger in his responses, and you can tell it's because somebody struck a nerve. They're hitting close to home. I normally get more mad when somebody strikes a nerve when you hit me close to home because that's when you care about things. If Odell didn't think Colin was a little bit right, he would have laughed it off. It's anger, it's vitriol, it's, it's all this stuff back, and it's the, the low blows of, you just need click, bro. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. We carry Colin Coward, Joe, here. I know what his podcast numbers are. You don't think I know what they are? Of course I know what they are. He's doing just fine without Baker Mayfield and no beard Baker and all that. He's doing fine without Baker. He's doing fine without Odell Beckham Jr. Rating, dude, you guys don't affect ratings the way you think you do. You just don't. You just don't. I know everybody wants to think that because we want to have, all of us want to have more value in things that we don't have any value in. We all want to do that. He doesn't need that for that. None of us need that for that. That's not what's happening here. He is showing you a critical eye. Meanwhile, you go back and read everybody's responses that's not a Browns fan from those Baker tweets, from those Odell Beckham Jr. tweets. They all sound like my replies. Well, show us the big plays. Show us then. Show us where he's wrong. No hater. Clown shoes. He's just a clown for clicks, man. Clown for clicks. Show me the big plays. I'm waiting. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 7 o'clock, rock the bank, put $1,000 in your pocket. That's every hour on the program. 8.30, I have a list of reasons why guys refuse to go to therapy. Okay. They're all cop-outs. Spoiler, 8.30, they're all cop-outs. This is the way you got to look at therapy, I believe, since I'm in it. But I believe when you look in the mirror, what do you see? A pudgy body. That's what you see. That's all that's going on in your brain. It's just out of shape. Not wrong. 
not mentally deficient. You're not weak. It just needs exercise. I don't until you start to look at your brain as a bicep. Our mentality on that stuff isn't going to change. And at eight thirty, I'll walk you all through it. I get that it's a little, it's a it, it's a little to get over, because men aren't conditioned to be emotional creatures. As a matter of fact, it's that's beaten out of us by the time we're five. Don't don't you dare do that. Boys don't cry. Man up. You know. It's one of those things. But at eight thirty, I'll tell you how you can man up all at the same time. You don't have to be. You don't have to be physically weak, or you don't have to be any less of a man. We'll get you all worked out and get you mentally healthy at eight thirty. We are an evolutionary species, the human being. Okay. And just because you used to be able to do something back in the day doesn't mean that that's going to be right for the era in which you live. No, no. It's one of those things. Well, it's the way we've always done it. That doesn't mean anything. Right. It doesn't work. Always. Otherwise, doctors would still be smoking while smacking me in yeah. the knee with that, like, you know, that little stone in the, in the handle thing. Right? That would be bad. Doctors smoking cigarettes didn't look right. Right? We don't do that anymore. And that's, that's smart. Now, I would admit that some things go to the wayside um, that don't necessarily have to, but it's like, well, what if? And like that stuff kind of makes me crazy sometimes, but. I understand why it happens. Senior pranks is one of these things. I can't believe anybody anymore thinks a senior prank is a good idea. There's nobody. This is the least sense of humor time I have seen in my life. In my life. First of all, as simple as toilet papering. Well, I mean the environment, though. I mean, like, how many trees and then the toilet paper and then squeezing the Charmin and, like, we're wasteful. Like, see what I'm saying? It can, if, if you give people enough space to run, there's a, there's a way to argue everything isn't right. And so I can't imagine anybody thought senior pranks is still the way to be going. What was it? Was it two years? Some idiot was driving. Was it Glen Oak? He had his, like, dirt bike riding down the, the hallway at Glen Oak or something. And it was like, yeah, what, what are you, a moron? Like, yeah, you can't do that. Not going to be well received. And, no. like. Like, I understand that there's quote unquote like harmless things, and I don't necessarily disagree that they're harmless, like toilet papering. Fine. It's a pain in the ass for the person that has to clean it up. And like, there should be negative consequences should you be caught. But I take your point that it's not murder. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. But, but people overreact. Out of Pennsylvania now, I am not shocked that somebody got in trouble for this. A high school principal, vice principal, and senior advisor are all suspended, all of them, because a high school prank went wrong. They unleashed a dozen chickens inside a school, and it didn't turn out well. You mean taking a dozen live animals and letting them loose in, 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 in a public access building wasn't a good idea? These are the administrators that did this? Well, I, there was a senior advisor who I guess had been like a chaperone of the event. They said um, they flipped the desk, toilet papered the hallway, and a dozen chickens were left in a classroom overnight. 16 seniors at the high school ultimately were responsible. It's supposed to be part of a school prank that I guess was supervised by the senior advisor. Superintendent now saying, obviously, it got a little bit out of hand. Is the senior advisor an employee or is this a senior who is like dealing with the administration? What's a senior advisor is my question. I, I don't know what that is. I thought this isn't like valedictorian, right? Where it's like you kind of like, I don't, not I don't this, know. They don't necessarily have to be the thing, same thing, but I think... Much like an RA in college is a college student, I think that's what's happening with a senior advisor. Okay, that's what I'm okay. pretty sure. That's what's happening. It's like you're like I'm pretty sure. So that is a student. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm pretty sure. As a general rule, I think people are taking it too seriously. They say, but I could see why people would be upset about the whole classroom destruction and the teacher. I can understand why he would be upset. The superintendent is now in charge of the high school. 
Um, I, we hope everybody's all right. I don't need. I don't think anybody needs to get fired or anything. The students responsible were tasked with cleaning the mess. People we spoke to, although the uh, the pranking condi- uh, tradition, this one I guess goes back forty years. The, this is a common thing that we. Okay. Do. But so, you got to know now, dude. Nobody has a sense of humor now. So the principal, vice principal, they're in trouble because this happened. I guess I just don't understand why are these why are the why is the administration did they allow this to happen were they like in on this Well at the end of the day dude if something happens in your school you're in charge right Yeah but that doesn't seem like something I mean no you would dole out punishment the 16 students got punished I just I th- that's this the part of this equation that I'm not seeing They is- must have somebody must have ran it by somebody and somebody must have thought it was a good idea Now it doesn't say that here but welcome to the news in 2019 you don't have to be a thorough reporter Yeah there's I mean you like I can understand. Well, of course, students are going to get punished in this case, and rightfully so, like a hundred percent so. Like, yes, if you get caught doing that, yes, there's punishment. There's there's consequences to your actions. Like, I have no sympathy in that sense. Like, it's like, well, you did something wrong. You know, you did something wrong. I can't believe anybody in this day and age would think that live animals without your control, you're going to leave them there overnight. You weren't going to be in the building overnight. You thought letting live animals run around that that was going no punishment would come out of destruction that destruction of school property. Right. And like, like I understand what people are saying of like, well, we got to let kids be kids and sometimes stuff happens. And like, I, un- I get that, but there, but a part of childhood is this, le- learning. There's consequences to your behavior. This is the same thing to me as hazing. It's, this is the same thing. Whereas, like, I used to be like, ah, dude, hazing's not that big of a deal. Because radio had so much hazing built into it when I got into it. Because we wanted to weed out the weak, and we wanted to weed out the people that didn't belong here. You had to earn this seat. And you had to be mentally and strong. You had to be able to withstand mental beatings. And, like, honestly, verbal abuse. You had to be able to withstand it. And we wanted to make sure that our fraternity was only infiltrated by people we wanted. But then people started to cry, and people didn't get jobs. Everybody got sued, but this is very much the same thing now where it's like, I believe a little bit of hazing after football practice would probably be all right. But the problem is, is then, then some idiot takes a a broomstick and like molest somebody with it. And then it's like, well, that's not hazing though. So like, and so then you can't do any of it. You see what I'm saying? And so just you, if you, when people think it's a good idea to set live animals run loose in a building, I, then I understand why schools are like, dude, we're not doing any of this. And and, and, and from the authority. Authority's position, yes, like you are there to make sure that students aren't doing mm-hmm. are, that aren't doing stuff like like hazing, whether you think it's good or bad, like pranks, whether you think they're funny or not. Well, yeah, you, his job's not to hold up what my opinion is. You are the administration. Like, I guess that's my, my my problem here is if you think it's not that big of a deal, if you think teen drinking's not that big of a deal, fine, give your kids alcohol, but don't be shocked when they get arrested. Right. Don't be shocked when there's consequences on the other side of your your action. Uh, Jordan sent a message into the uh, Rock 1069 Facebook page. A senior advisor usually is a a teacher responsible for the senior class, okay. junior class advisor, sophomore class, freshman class. So this is a teacher, a principal, and a, 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 an assistant principal that okayed this. Because this, right? Is that what is? It must be because I, I just I just assume we were like anybody who was in charge of the situation. We're suspending you, showing you the severity of the thing, much like a football coach, right? You don't get to be conveniently dumb. If one of your players is doing something, you were supposed to know. 
Like Joe Pa, really? You were just conveniently dumb about about twenty years of yeah, right? yeah, about like twenty years of that versus like hey, a night some, versus some of your freshman football players went out and got drunk. I see those those are different things for me as well. But I understand now why why, why the system is zero sum. Like no, no no dude, we have to we have to throw a body to the wolves. We have to, otherwise they're gonna come and eat our body. I understand. It's just there's a little bit of this because I grew up in the I think in the last era of boys will be boys. Like, it was my generation that started bringing guns to school on a real level, and that's really where this all went bad, is because you don't, nothing can be taken as a joke anymore, because, I mean, every time you turn around, there's a gun in school, or a bomb in school, and this, that's why, dude, you can't be pranking people in the era of school shootings. It's not even a news story anymore. I mean, at this we point, barely pick our school, heads up. school shootings are barely even, like, something that you think about. This, is, this has happened in this room, very, this is very true in the last five years of this program, where there's been a school shooting, and we have looked across the board at one another and said, well, how many people died? And like that's because that's how you look at it now. It's not like, oh my God, it happened. It's like, oh, what's the body count? Then you start paying attention. That's a sad statement, but it is a true statement. Six nine. Kipnis booms one a deep right field. Back is Mancini. He won't get this one. It is gone to Souvenir City. The Indians will play from in front. Jason Kipnis gets on the board with his first home run of the year. And that is the 10th home run allowed by Dan Straley and the 90th allowed by the Baltimore Orioles this year. There's a high fly ball, deep right field. Mancini's back. He's out of room. It's out of here. Indians take the lead. Second home run of the night for Jason Kipnis. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 7 o'clock, Rock the Bank, put $1,000 in your pocket. It's nice to see a little uh, a little offense out of the tribe last night. Was it fourteen seven? I think that game ended up somewhere. Like fourteen seven, and it, it was I think it was in the sixth when the Indians finally decided to do something because like I know Bauer was getting rocked and like ended up pulling it off though. Yeah, finally, uh, it's nice when when the player everybody's roasting and wants to run out of town gets a little vindication for himself. I, I, I again, I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I, I enjoy it, but. Indians fans have been roasting Kipnis, and they might be right. I'm not saying you're wrong on it, but they have been like, get him out. He sucks. He's a bum. And it's it's kind of nice when a guy who you know the fan base has been riding recently kind of kind of goes off a little bit. I feel uh, that makes me feel happy for him. I think the thing with baseball is it's so easy to see one game and be like, man, 14 points. The Indians are on fire right now and not necessarily see the whole picture. So I agree with you, Jason Kipnis. It's good to see him get some confidence. It's good to see him get some of that like, you know, I just don't necessarily know if Indians fans are wrong that like, dude, we might be holding on a little bit too long. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it, it, that guy, these guys pay attention to this stuff. We know. We saw yesterday with a couple of football players. Everybody says they don't pay attention to the media. It's like, <laughs> no, dude, everybody does. They don't pay attention to Twitter. <laughs> no, yeah, they do. Kevin Durant's got burner accounts. Baker Mayfield's a mental midget screaming at Fox Newscast. I mean, like all kind of stuff. I mean, it's like these guys pay attention to all this stuff. So, you know, Kipnis is hearing it, seeing it and kind of feeling it, and I'm sure that kind of, there's no way that doesn't get in your head when you're in the batter's box, right? It's got to, at least a little bit, right? If, if, I mean, if people were critical of this, and, and like, next break, it's like, it's definitely on your mind, so for sure, and to go out there and, like, have, have what was it, two home run night? Pretty good there for, for Jason Kipnis. I also saw this this morning. Dude, it's something like 60% of Americans are still not using condoms. 
If you're having, like, now, if you're in a relationship, that's fine. I understand right. that. But the, we're talking casual sex. It's like something like 60-something percent of people aren't wearing condoms routinely. Now, obviously, I'm talking to you about this on a Friday because a lot of you guys are going to go out there tonight, be in the bars, and go banging out. I don't understand this these days. The, the, why, why is this an area where the more knowledge we have isn't affecting the problem? Um, I think a part of the problem is, is uh, I think AIDS doesn't feel nearly as deadly as it used to. And I think that that has That's kind of true. led us into a eh, false well, sense of security. Yeah, well, dude, you get a, you get an STD, you'll just get it cured. You're going to be fine. I mean, like there's there, I think that that is, is, is definitely why maybe in the past 25 years, you know, in 1987, it just felt like, oh my God, I'm going to get AIDS no matter who I have sex with. Right. This is all going downhill quickly. It just doesn't feel that way anymore. So I think at least that's got to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I would have to imagine that um, we don't talk about it a lot anymore. We talk. Be, this is why I think it is because things when we talk about it, they're top of mind. Restless leg. I've been on this one for like the last two weeks, right? Nobody has restless leg anymore because we're not advertising it on TV anymore. Nobody ever had restless leg. We just convinced people we did. And there's there's a little bit when things stay top of mind, much like stories in the news, right? Children are being separated from their families at the border. Still happening. You don't care a little bit, right? And so like this is this is one of those things where we're now harping on the opiate problem and we're harping on other sexual issues, the abortion issue and, you know, trans issues where sexually transmitted diseases you're right they've been kicked down the road a little bit i'm surprised that um you know and obviously with the abortion issue being so hot as it is a lot of the conversation kind of hasn't gone back to preventative measures i think that that well, of could, course i mean why well, i think that's at the very least hopefully something that we can agree on of like all right we all feel very differently about what happens after conception we can all agree that preconception, conception. right? Like we can all we can all agree that like all right, preconception is where we should start this conversation. Then. I don't believe and, we could all agree there. And no, I guess do you, we can't. Do, you, do you believe all people could agree on that? I do not believe that. Uh, that that if, we should be able that, to right. If people are going to have sex, that they should have access to birth control and should be using some form of and be in, educated about birth control options. Yeah, I guess why would people let me? Do, that? Do, <laughs> what am I talking? This about? is. <laughs> This is the absolute best part of monogamy. And it's actually one of the things I thought about last night, obviously having a vasectomy. So I, I had the vasectomy right now. Obviously, I'm not supposed to trust it till August, um, although there's a biological clock thing. You know what I mean? Where you think last night was not necessarily a we can't trust it issue. And I said to her last night, I was like, this is part of what makes monogamy awesome. There's something different. Don't get me wrong. Condom sex was great, right? And sleeping around and being promiscuous, that's great. It's all fun. And it's, you know what I mean? You have a good time and all that, right? It's mostly fleeting, but you know, you can lie to yourself and tell yourself you're having a good time like I did forever. And, uh, but there's something about when you remove that barrier, it feels more safe. And if you're, own, I, I know that's not necessarily true given what's out there for you, but I'm saying is that when there's trust there and you remove that barrier, there's a connection there. And, I would save that for somebody that you feel like you isn't going to give you the herpes, right? Like, why are you just like raw dogging people you met in bars? That makes no sense to me. What also doesn't make sense to me is Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. being triggered. Soft mental midget millennials. Next on the Stansberry Show. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Minutes away now from rocking the bank. Put $1,000 in your pocket. 
Still to come, 845. I'm going to address the John Daly thing at the PGA Championship. A lot of people have been asking me about John Daly using a cart and that whole thing. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's been kind of going viral. But I I know everybody knows golf's like kind of my thing. And I didn't want people to be like, dude, nobody really cares about this. But a couple of people have asked me uh, for some thoughts on that. So at 845, I'll give you those. Um, I've been excited about this, though, all morning. It's so much so that I kind of opened the show with it and let more of it out than I had been intending to do. Um, I get listed as a Browns hater. Is the fact that you just said you were excited about this? Oh, I'm a- proof positive. Is that I mean, like, is that evidence for the, for those claims? Well, I don't think so. I, I I think as a as a broadcaster, you root for for story. You you are excited when there's story, especially when I know, especially when I know for sure it's not just me that cares about this. Sports fans care about this. Browns fans care about this. I think that's more why I'm excited, not because I'm excited to like jump up and down on any particular player. That's not really why it is. But Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield are now fully entrenched in a social media like war with a fellow broadcaster, a guy we carry on Fox Sports 1350 here. His name's Colin Coward. I have said this before, and I believe it to be true. Colin and I kind of view the world the same way. Not always. It's not like I agree with everything he says. But we occasionally view the world the same way. And he went on his show. There's been some history with he and Baker. And I will admit, he kind of keeps, he and Baker both know what they're doing. And it's good for everybody's brand. I don't deny it. Everyone involved in this story knows what they're doing. Knows what they're doing. No mistake about that. Everyone in this story knows what they're doing. The fan base being led around by their nose by both sides. Yes, the fan base is the one group of people that do not know. That has no idea what's happening. Yes, that's that's exactly right. I'll agree. So Colin, all right, maybe we should do it this way. As a broadcaster, what you're always trying to do is make it relate. We're, We're trying to make it because we know how you're listening. Sort of at your desk, in the car, kind of yelling at your kid. What we're saying isn't the most important thing in the world to you. You're not hanging off of every word. You're just using us to get through whatever part of the day you're in. We understand that. And so we try to make things relatable. And he was using a, a game show. I think it was Family Feud. Yep. And everybody has seen Family Feud. And it's like the top 10 answers of. And Survey he, says. Exactly. And he was running down. The top 10 biggest moments of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. Because everybody was like, oh, Odell should be at OTAs, and no, he shouldn't, and uh, vets don't go, and this and that. By the way, I said, uh, you know what I mean? He was there the first day. I like it. I'd rather him be there than not. But he was at 7 to 10 in New York, and if he gets me close to those kind of numbers, I'll be all right. Dude, He's, you know, Odell has proven he's a, 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 dude, the guy can catch. It's not that. So it's like, eh, I'm, I'm not going to grill him over OTAs, right? I'm not going to grill him over that. That's officially been my position on that. I wanted the Odell Beckham Jr. signing. I still want Odell Beckham Jr. to be a clear. Brown, and I still want Baker Mayfield to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. But Colin essentially made this point. He listed the top 10 and he was like, it's the one-handed grab from about, I, I'm guessing here, three, four, five years ago, something like that, for that went crazy over Twitter. It was the one-handed grab in the end zone. And then the rest of it is the fight with the net and like then making up with the net and then like, you know, kind of peeing in the end zone and, you know, this kind of stuff. And he lists, you know, he goes all the way down there. And I think there was one other play. And people went ballistic, ballistic. And I thought to myself, um, as I was watching it, 
Well, he's kind of right. I mean, he's kind of right. I cannot link Odell Beckham Jr. to a huge moment in a huge game. I can't. We don't have it because it doesn't exist. Now, some of this full disclosure is we're no longer presented sports the way we used to be, meaning Jerry Rice, if his career was covered the way Odell Beckham Jr.'s was, it's probably not about Jerry Rice's every all his grabs either. That's the, the, I'm going to be fair to Odell here a little bit, right? Because you need to be fair to the situation. So there's a little bit of that. But you cannot deny that, albeit great, he's more notorious than he is legendary, right, for his play. I mean, he it's more like, uh, don't, yeah, I don't want to nitpick my words, but like he's more known he is more known for the antics than he is for big moments in big games. He is. As a matter of fact, the play, the last playoff game I remember him being linked to, they went and had a party on a boat, and then he didn't really do much. Well, if, if, if playoff games are going to be the one and only thing, then yes, because, like, dude hasn't been in very many playoff games. Well, that's the fair. The New York Giants have sucked. Eli, and I want to be fair to him. And, and, I mean, Eli Manning has not been not a very been good, good quarterback. So and I like, think he's going to be better with Baker. So, uh, you know, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., most consecutive games with 90-plus receiving yards. So that's uh, him and Michael Irvin tied for that record. Okay, that's impressive. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., most consecutive games with 130-plus receiving yards with one-plus touchdowns. That's tying Patrick okay. Jeffries and Calvin Johnson. Okay, there. but see, this is, this is what Colin's saying here, though, and this is where people think he's a hater where he's not. He's not saying... Uh, nobody is saying Odell has not been productive, but you do not link him to big moments. You don't. You link him to... You link him to... Now... I don't think this is an OBJ problem. I think this is a generation problem right now with athletes, meaning they do care more about their Instagram than they do about being linked to big moments and big but games. But media and fan base right now, we do. Odell Beckham Jr. right now, is what I just presented to you is him going out and doing his job. His job. I agree. Youngest rookie to get to 5,000 yards, in, or not youngest rookie, youngest wide receiver to get to 5,000 5, yards. yards in his okay, career. Some of that is we've changed the passing rules and things like that, but much like there's no hand check in the NBA. You gotta be, if we're going to ask for contact, when to argue my side, I have to ask him for it on this side. But five thousand yards. It's, it's not impressive. Like, it's not like we're going to scoff at that. It's no, not like, it's, not, it's not like we're going to be like, oh, five thousand yards. No. It's like boy, boy. It's so, Again, I am not anti OBJ. So, so with that context, Odell Beckham Jr. is going out and doing his job, being more concerned about what I'm doing on a day to day basis by consecutively catching passes, by going for 120 yards plus per game, by putting a thousand yards up. Okay, per I'm going to address Collins' point by saying we would be talking about all of that if you didn't do all of this and. There's no denying that. There is, is no is, denying is that. Is there no Colin Cowherd's ignoring his accomplishments on the field to make his point with this family feud thing? No, because all he is saying is that there aren't big moments in big games yet. He wasn't saying Odell's not great. That is a hater. First of all, we need to classify what hater finally means. Odell is a great wide receiver. We all agree. If, if somebody then says this, I got to tell you, I got a hot take. Odell, he ain't good. That's a hater saying that he has not been linked to a big moment in big games yet, yet is not being a hater. It is showing you the truth. And what I believe Colin was willing to do was leave this part out to make you all go that lesbian meme. He's willing to leave this part out. So you do that. So right. Because what he is leading you down the path is what I'm going to tell you right now, which is. Odell, New York did not go all that well. 
Like, let's be honest, you, the, the team, that project did not go all that well. Now, this is not all your fault, but if you come here and you do not have a completely different experience than you had there, the conversations will, in fact, start. Odell Beckham Jr., overrated. Now, I think those would be unfair. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But the conversation will start. He's overrated. And what Colin is saying is, is like, you have to look at some of this stuff because this may happen. If you're making this argument, though, why would you feel that he's over? I would think that the arguments you've just made present it as you would think he is overrated. I don't. Because if you can't list any great moments, how can he not be overrated? I Because I view this different than maybe some other people do. It's not about what I think. It's how your legacy will be sculpted by the overall fan bases, not Brown's Twitter. Which, by the way, if you go to Colin's response, and you see multiple fan bases responding, they have a very different take than Browns fans. Do you think he's overrated? No. So you think he's... I, I think Odell is... I don't... If you're top three in the game at any time, you can't be overrated. He's it, top three in the game. He's top three in the game with no memorable moments. Yeah, because he is capable... Of, because, again, his production. But what all Colin is saying is, dial some of this down, Odell, so we can pay attention to this. That's no. not being a hater. If, uh, no, I'm not saying he is. What I'm saying here is that, like... If that's your point and that's what you're going to say, fine. But like, let's not act like this 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 top ten style of like, hey Odell, here's the moment. Let's not act like that's not intentionally inflammatory to the dude. Well, people not being able to consume things that are that, that are complex and him having to make sure people can. Let's not. I'm not blaming him for I, the I, me- I, mentality I, I of the average I human. Put that all on him. But there's some responsibility here for here him for, for him here too. There, I just feel like there's there's no doubt that like, fine. If you want to make the point that dude, you lack big. Moments moments in big games that's a point to make the way that you presented this i think that i think it was intentionally like that's what's that's what's haterish to me it's not the point being made it's how you're making this point there like there, there's a difference between hey here's my opinion on this versus like you've done no- essentially it's, it's not wrong though that's why i'm saying is like it can't it, like if you can look at it and go well i mean yeah that's, that's kind of true I, when i think odell i think that i think that one big catch and then i think i think kicking nets but, that's what i think i don't know how is this hater if it's true if all that's true why don't you feel differently about odell Beckham Jr.? because I, I believe the town is in him i again i don't think all of odell's shortcomings in new york are, are due to odell you gotta remember i was like dude remember when he got paid dudes in the locker room were like dancing with him and things like that. I don't buy into the bad teammate thing. I don't buy into the if he's not at OTAs, he's not going to be. I don't buy into any of that. But Browns fans are just convinced that you're going to the Super Bowl this year and when somebody tells you, it's like, no, dude, look at what's happened with this guy and he was in a, what most people would say, historically has been a better franchise than the Browns, right? Histor- I don't know where they're at right now, but historically yeah. a better, uh, has historically has better ownership. You're in a better city and all this. And this is what was happening. I think all Colin is saying is you're, you got a rookie head coach. You got a, you got a wide receiver that's transformative for sure, but his biggest moments are peeing in the end zone and punching a net. And so like maybe thinking you're a Super Bowl contender is not, is that, a little nuts. That's how you're presenting it. I don't feel like that's how Colin is presenting well, it. Well, I feel like you, I feel like people take away I know this because I host a show. People Most walk people away. Don't. People walk away with what they want to walk away with from what you're saying. Because they you see and hear and read what you want to. I'm as guilty as anybody else. The amount of times I read something on Twitter and it was not meant to to, to really make you you pull your own experiences away from things. And 
Is Colin willing to admit that or willing to deal with you calling him a hater for this? Yeah. Is there a little bit of it? Yeah. Are, are, but are all three of these guys doing this for their brand. Right. Yes. All three of these dudes. Right. Baker, Odell, and Colin are all looking at this of like, well, how do I make myself bigger out of this? No question. The 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 biggest thing, and we didn't even get to this yet, so we're gonna have to do it after the break. The replies from the athletes, I, the fans, I get it. Fans, it's short for fanatic. So I expect you to be a, a, honestly a, a little loony with, with your tribalism for it. I, honestly, that's what I want out of the fans of this program. I want you to be kind of like a, a little bit of a tribalist, right? When the athletes started replying in the manner they did, that's when I started to get worried about this on a real level. And actually, we'll, read, we'll run you through some of those, and I'll let you know why I'm concerned about it after we hook you up with this $1,000 right now. 6 9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Get hooked up with $1,000. Rock the bank, 8 o'clock. Looking forward to that. We were talking um, this Colin Coward versus Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield beef that started yesterday. He, look, all I believe he was saying, and yes, I have to, all right, let's be fair to it. I, I, he knows what he's doing, and he is trying to make Browns fans mad. Okay? I'll, I'll give it to you. Yes. All right, I don't know if he's trying to make you mad. Here's what it is. He doesn't care if he makes you mad. We'll, we'll settle on that. And he was making... He said, I'd rather Odell be at the OTAs. It's it's a quarterback-wide receiver connection. There's timing there. He's like, if it was Denzel Ward, it's like, dude, get out there on the corner and go cover. Like, Denzel can cover. And if it's Nick Chubb, it's like, dude, see hole, run through hole. There's a little bit of difference there. But when you're talking timing routes, he's like, I would just prefer Baker and OBJ be together right now. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, I, I think that's a little over your skis there. I'm not really worried about OTAs, but okay. And then he would just kind of say, he's like, look. He's like, I think Odell's great. But if we run down the 10 biggest moments in his career, it's mostly antics and less on the field stuff. Now, to be fair to Odell, as I will try to be more than Colin was, is that some of this is how we cover athletes these days versus how we did it when Jerry Rice was becoming the greatest of all time. Did he say, okay, I think Odell's great, but... He has said multiple times, Odell's one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's transformative. He's Yes, multiple times there. People don't hear that because they're they're focusing on the stuff they don't like. I just can't understand the argument of he's a transformative player without that many accomplishments. I, I think if you're going to say that he doesn't have that many accomplishments, then say he's not that good. I guess that's where my confusion well, no, lies because, in it, Well, no, because I don't think that's fair to it because you're in a team sport. If you were, if we were talking, my favorite sport, golf, transformative player, great, but no, but but he's never won. Well, uh, it's like, well, no, 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 dude. And in solo sport, you got to win. And in team sport, I can be like, well, offensive line and the running back and the defense let him down. And Eli's a shot but, fighter, and there's a lot going into that. But but I'm not just saying like win loss record of your team. I just don't know if you can be a transformative player if you don't have that many individual accomplishments. I, I think if you make that argument, it's like, well, then he's not a transformative player. This is one of those times where he's saying that the stats of a Week 7 game that doesn't really matter on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, it's like we Odell needs to show up big in big moments. And, it, it, you know, and I, again, I think there's probably more of these than he was willing to admit, but not enough to where you can overcome the net, is all he's saying. You're the fastest, you're the, the wide receiver to get to 5,000 yards the fastest. You, yeah, some of that's passing. You had 1,000 plus yards for the every season that you've been fully healthy for. Now, if you want to say health, blah, 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 blah. This is, this is quarterback completion uh, percentage in the, in I, the NFL, too, though. I it's easier. I don't, I don't get how you could get to 5,000 yards faster than any other wide receiver and not have big on the field accomplishments. What he's saying, it doesn't feel like you can nickel and dime yards. He, like, where are the big moments? 
You know what I mean? Like you can you can rip off an, enough catches to get to the five thousand yards. Where's the moments? Like I said, I don't think that when you're on a three and thirteen team, like yeah, it's going to be hard to find moments when it's like, dude, every well, game I played in didn't matter. I mean, they were they were a playoff team but at least once while he was there. I don't I won't pretend to know the record of every year. All right, but I maintain now this is Colin did not say this, but I believe that if Odell comes here as he has done and this does not go well, if he stays this, let me say this fully. If he stays here for the length of the term we think he is going to, which is the, was it full, full four years, something like that? If he does that and there's not a lot of winning, the national conversation around Odell Beckham Jr. will start to be, is Odell overrated? It, it, especially now with how good everybody thinks this roster is. Imagine now. Imagine now because now you got the quarterback. Because now, now, now Odell, you can't blame Eli now, dog. You got Baker Mayfield, who everybody, King of the North, right? King of the North. So, like, you can't blame Eli anymore. So, there's, a, there's more pressure on Odell Beckham Jr. than ever before. Now, again, these are the things, this is the type of context that Colin is push shaping his argument with and not telling you. That, that's, and that's why people feel like there's a little haterade in it. Because for the sake of time, he's not putting that context into it. Now, I, again, second day of OTAs, whatever it is, get out of here. But Freddie Kitchens didn't love it. But more importantly than all of this, it's the replies to the media person. Not that he replied. I would actually kind of like that. I can, you know what I mean? I necessarily wouldn't do it, but okay. But Odell, now you've gone too far. I understand nobody listens to your show. Not true. Up 51% from last year. But stop using my name to get clout, bro. I let you say and do whatever you want, but you've gone too far now. So here's the attention you wanted and desperately needed. I had respect for you after talking to you on the phone. We continue. This is the uh, this is the S blank I'd be talking about with the bull TV people who see you in person have completely different combos. All those moments got better ratings and attention than any of your shows ever. That might be true. Odell is a big star. If you talk about him, you know, uh, the metrics probably going to go up. I'll give Odell that. And that's not something I'm bragging about because I'm not proud of those. He says, but I honestly really hate to even give you the spotlight. Just put some respect on my name as you're talking about me and, and my family to boost your TV shows and ratings. Okay, a little bit more respect on your name, Odell. That's not necessarily unfair to ask for, right? And uh, he's like, if it was great, uh, if I was great, then you and others wouldn't talk about me this, or if I wasn't great, you and others wouldn't talk about me this much. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. People talked about the Spice Girls a ton. Were they great? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily, th- th- you know, thinks that they're great. I don't. I don't know if that's true. He's like, I don't hear much talk about other people at all. No, because most people just go to work as an adult like, and do and do their business and aren't necessarily doing all the other stuff you're doing, Odell. And then Baker gets involved. You know, once again, you're a clown. Now I know you're just trying to get me fired up. Most memorable moments. He's 26, and his greatest moments are ahead of him. True. I'll give you that, Baker. I'll give you that one, right? You forget the kids and other people he inspires that goes much further than football. We're not forgetting it. It's just not what we're paying you for. We're yeah, not forgetting that it. That doesn't matter. See, see what I'm saying? Move, move them goalposts, Baker. Doesn't you matter. move them goalposts to, until you score, Baker. You keep moving them. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. We pay you to score. You got You have. You have to understand that as a player, you have to separate that. Like, dude, you can do a million great things off the field that doesn't make a difference at all. What happens on the field. Baker then goes insult as Colin has not yet. You're over double his age, and you can't even realize it's much bigger than the game. Wisdom didn't come with age for you, did it? Okay. See. The, the tone of these replies, if I'm being honest, if this was a franchise that I was not a fan of, I'd be sitting here, t- if this was the Raiders, I'd be telling Fantone, I got to tell you, dude, that feels like they're worried there's a little bit of truth in what he's saying, and now they're mad because, yeah, he kind of hit at some other stuff that was a little crazy, but this, this to me feels like it struck 
at home for Odell. This does not feel like, stop talking about me, bro. I'm just trying to do my job. That doesn't feel like that. That feels more like you feel insecure about what's been said about you because you're afraid it might be this much true. Silly for a pro athlete to say, stop talking about me in any capacity. I mean, that's Thank just... Thank you, Kevin Durant. That's just... It's just a silly thing. I mean, Thank dude, you. this is... This is this Thank is, you. This is what it's about. Like, right. this is why the multi-billion dollar industry... This is how you exists. get paid now. Yeah, so, like, there's... there That that point, especially, dude, especially when you're talking about on-the-field stuff, even on-the-field in, in the sense of, like, he's not talking about your wife and children and things like that. He's not talking about your personal life he's talking about things you've done that have made news that have so while you were on the field i don't so i don't i don't buy that i don't i don't think that that's uh, for either baker mayfield or odell beckham jr to say that it just feels like silly Uh, baker mayfield saying this and oh pay attention to stuff he does off the field that's a moot point because no we're talking about what's going on the field why do you feel differently about the way that this was handled versus the way that trevor bauer handled something a week ago like, you were pretty supportive of, like, Trevor Bauer, tell him what you think, blah, 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 blah. Don't let these people tell you that you're, that you're a pussy. Like, don't do that. But when it's, when it's Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr., I feel like you have a different... Oh, that might be fair. Huh. That right. might be fair. Right? I mean, isn't, is, is, is this Well, not- I mean, the tones and the responses of things can be different, right? The situations can be different. It's not necessarily, like I said, it's not necessarily the reply back to the media person. It's not necessarily the reply back to the criticism. It feels to me like Odell feels like this struck a chord. I'll Agreed. tell you why. This Agreed. feels to me like when somebody, when, when somebody makes me really angry, and, I am, and I'm going back and forth with you a lot, a lot of times, and I, dude, this pains me to admit. It's because you have struck a chord and you're right about something. And I don't like when that happens. And Odell feels like Colin's a little bit right here, and he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. The most predictable tweet ever just came in. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> what up, homie? Get Hi, south, baby. Hi, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, buddy. The Jets are a mess. What do you want me to tell you? They fired, they fired an incompetent GM. Better late than never. If Better late than never. I, I I wonder I wonder if 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 this was Cowherd's team if this was because it seems he's a pretty pro Jets dude if this was Odell Beckham Jr. playing with Sam Darnold would this all be different No you don't think so No I don't know I feel no. I, I feel like it might Dude look. here's the thing Baker set the rookie rec- passing record What the hell I dude if there, if, you, if he goes to Sam Darnold things go way worse Are you kidding me No Odell's in a much better situation Dude oh Baker Mayfield's got a way better situation than Sam Darnold. Now, honestly, what bumps me out about the Jets is we're probably not going to get Baker v. Sam now. We're probably not going to get it now because it seems like they can't get it right. Like, it seems like no matter what they do, they can't get it right. Browns at least are putting the roster, they're getting it right. And so, like, and this just came in from Austin who says, you're acting this way and you, you present all this this way because there's hype and you just want to see it fulfilled before everybody celebrates. And that there's a little bit of truth in this. I don't, I think Odell's going to be fine. I really do. But those replies by him, first of all, Baker switches the argument in his replies. Translation, I'm losing. I'm losing the argument, so let me switch it. Guys, when you're, you know, when you're arguing with your broad and she just starts switching stuff up out of nowhere, it's because she's losing the argument. So Baker knows he's got. So just throw that one aside. This feels to me like Odell was like, oh God, after Freddie looks into a camera and says I should be there, now there's this and he's kind of right, dude. I got the one grab and then outside of that, the only thing you know me for is peeing in an end zone and being on a boat before I blew a playoff game. And that's all he's saying. I think Odell's going to be fine. Those replies do worry me that he's worried that Colin's just a little bit. Rough. It's nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 
on Rock 106.9. I am filled with regret right now. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, all right. So I am in a golf league at the Elms every third Friday of the month. Right? It's called Third Friday Golf. It's put on by my buddy uh, Seth Hoover and uh, a couple other guys that I know from out that way. And I like playing in that. But my cart partner is the most optimistic Browns fan ever, Dustin. That's my playing partner in this league. And, bro, he is going to melt my ear off all night at Golf League tonight about how wrong I am about Baker and OBJ. And here's the thing. It'll start when we first get there, and then we'll kind of get not heated, but, like, he'll lay out his argument, and then it'll just be six holes in. I'll be 85 yards out, got the 60 degree in my hand, and from out of the cart, I'm just going to be here. Sandra, what you're not thinking about those by week seven, Baker's going to have, and like, dude, it's just all night. He's going to melt my ear off of Dustin, I've got the research going. I'm pulling up OBJ stats. I'm pulling up okay, Baker completion races. I'm just saying, I, Dustin, don't worry. The guy, the, I'll, I'll have you covered. Dude, buddy. can you hit me with some good Odell stuff right now? No, I mean, dude, it, there's 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 plenty of accomplishment. Like, make no mistake about it. The guy has done significant things on the field. I just don't understand. I understand the, well, well, he needs to have bigger moments in big games. But when you don't have the opportunity to get to big games, I guess Okay, I just, that's fair. That's fair. I will concede there. But can we concede that with that... If there was a little less peeing in the end zone, a little less kicking over nets, a little less crying on the sideline, a little less over that tackle in First Energy Stadium where he kneeled in the hallway of the stadium and everybody called him a sissy for three weeks. If there was a little bit of the less of that, we would focus on that more. We would focus on that more. That's that's that is fine. Okay. Like, I, I'll make okay. room for that, but once again, that's what Dan Stansbury is presenting, not what Colin Cowboy well, is presenting. Okay, all right. And well, like, I well if I if, if you want to say if you want me to admit that I'm guilty of taking what Colin Coward said so I I could say what I wanted to say, then yeah. Well, yeah, because but that's the problem is that like Cowherd isn't giving it context. He's just making his point in an inflammatory way. I can't be surprised, nor should he be surprised, nor should anyone watching be surprised when guys push back on that. Okay. I agree, and I didn't have a problem with the pushback. Again, I read into Odell's pushback, and it felt like a guy who was responding because something had struck a nerve. There's a difference between laughing something off and then there's a di- you know who you are as a person and you you will react differently when somebody has struck a chord with you and when they have not. It's true of me, it's true of Fantone, it's true of most people I've met. Maybe it's not true of you, although I would bet that's a lack of self-awareness on Probably your is. on your on your end Probably right there. Is. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I don't believe Odell's overrated. I don't think we should be panicking right now. I think that Baker to Odell is going to lead to the moments Colin is asking for. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, 13,000, 14,000, 13,000, over 1,000. I mean, like... With a shot fighter at quarterback. That's, I mean, there. The, right. we can say, well, the game's change and receivers, it's easier, and offensive rules, the dude exists Who cares? in the time he's playing that he now. does. Right. He's That's playing all he can now. Do. All he can do is, is, is be a three-time Pro Bowler. You there know what I mean? Is. Like, that's all he can do. That's I'm fine with all that, and I agree with all that, but the clapback did feel a little bit like, oh, this kind of hurts my feelings because there's a little bit of truth in it. That's all. Nine. Jason Kipnis bounces one towards second. They run him back. They don't tag Lindor. They get the out. They say he's safe at first. Now the throw home. They're safe there. They completely botched it. I don't know what in the world happened there. 
It went. But from, it was clear that Alberto didn't tag Lindor, and then he waited too long. He ran a bat. That is totally a blown play. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. You're rocking the bank a couple of minutes from right now. Put $1,000 in your pocket. Some heads-up base running last night out of Frankie Lindor there. Kipnis had himself a game. Some video about all of that online for you at WRQK.com. What we're going to talk about now, Fantone, actually, um, this is a weird subject for me. All right. Um, I would probably talk about this stuff more if I felt like it was geared towards not what I feel like our show audience would be, but like the typical like format of the radio station. Okay. Right? And I've been very open with my experiences with being in therapy, both as a child and now as an adult. Um, it has shown massive benefits in my life. Massive benefits. Um, it was a few years ago on the program where something happened, and it's not necessarily important um, to bring that situation back up. And I've never really talked about what it was with anybody, but it happened live on the air. And when I went back and heard it, I realized that's no longer anger because anger is kind of your thing. You're angry again. And this is unresolved. And I got tired of feeling that way. There's a great line by Sturgill Simpson I love. I got tired of carrying around. Um, I, I got tired of feeling weighed down by carrying around the pain that kept me torn. That's it. That's it right there. You just get tired of it. Much like an alcoholic is like, you know what, dude? I'm going to get clean because I'm tired of this. Rock bottom is what they call it, right? And what I have here is, I guess, the most common reasons men won't seek therapy help. Um, Some of these are going to be, well, yeah, that's kind of obvious. But I, I, and it's not that I was, not that I wanted to talk about this because you were going to be like, well, I never thought of that. But I feel like I might be able to go, well, this is why you shouldn't be able to use that as an excuse. Very frequently, the answers are obvious in front of us that we kind of still have to discuss. That's fair. Um, Before we break into this list, I just want to say as an observer of kind of you of the past five years, there was a point that you had hit rock bottom, and I don't know if a lot of people necessarily listening would have picked it out, but like, but as a, you could tell as a person, I could tell, and like, there was definitely because now on one hand, I think the show was still quality, especially for that time. Like everything was fine. Like it's not like things were really that bad professionally, but there was a little bit of me as like, well, dude, is this the beginning of the end? That like, was not a sustainable system. Yeah. Then. If we would have kept going down that path, inevitably it would have wore on me. It would have wore on you and it would have wore on the listeners. Everybody. And like there, there, there was no doubt a real difference from when you made this decision, and I don't know exactly when it is, I couldn't pinpoint it, but I can I can give you the pre-therapy Stansberry and the post-therapy Stansberry and know that those are completely two, different people. Two different people. Same two di- person, different perspective, I guess. There you go. That that that's a great way to say that. Um for those of you who've been listening for a long, long time, a, a decade or more, um, it got a little a little too Maxwellish, <laughs> not enough Stansberry in there, right? They're just it started to get to that point. I don't mean to like drag him through the mud. I don't really have a problem with him. I I, I don't know why I do that, but I it, 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 just, it, it had it had to be addressed, right? And I was like, I got to change my life. I I, I got to do some stuff. And I wanted you. I, I've used this phrase a lot on the program. I'm on a journey to better. And um, 
I kind of view all people as unfinished project, right? And it has shown massive benefits in my life. Uh, it, it, it's what brought me back to the gym, which I believe is, has been a benefit. It's what's led to better eating decisions, which I believe has been a benefit. It's also what I believe, I believe working on myself both mentally and physically is what I, this is what I said. I worked on myself for a couple of years and now I've got paid off with a good relationship. Now, maybe that's a coincidence. My therapist says there's no such thing as that. There's, there's no such thing as a coincidence in a happy relationship. I mean, uh, you know, the opportunities are going to present themselves differently when you're receiving them differently. Well, where you are, where right. you're spending your time, how you're doing things. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I, but I think I think really what you what you said there is the mindset that a lot of people don't have is that people aren't finished products. Everyone feels like. Not me personally, but like right. everyone feels like I am as smart as I'll ever be. I'm either smart or I'm not. I'm as healthy as I'll ever be. I'm either healthy or not. I'm as fit as I'll ever be. I'm either fit or I'm not. Not understanding that all of those things, you as a person, aren't a finished product. You have room for growth. It's that it's that mind it's that growth mindset that people don't have. That's why they don't take these steps. I I would much I yeah I would much say those things can either be true or not. You can be smarter tomorrow than you were today for sure. What are you going to do today to get smarter tomorrow yeah. than you were yesterday? It's not a predetermined outcome. Right. Nothing in life is. Like you have the ability to impact situations. I don't think people believe that about themselves though. I guess one of the big reasons guys are afraid to go to therapy is they don't want to be seen coming out of the office. Okay. I, I can I can I can ease this for you a little bit. Ninety percent of the time now, they're in medical buildings where there's gonna be a dentist in there, there's gonna be a physical therapist in there, there's gonna be there's a little it doesn't necessarily say loony bin on the front, you know what I mean? And that's no longer most people's mentality. Mm. Now this is another well, mm, I, don't I don't know. know. Is it me? I mean, I well, know. I better hope not, because all <laughs> dude, it's hashtag acceptance, bitch. Like I that's well, I know. Some people, some people, it's their mentality is very accepting of it. I think there's plenty of other people though. Well, out, there's outside, gonna be some outside yeah. of just hashtaggers, there's sure. the people in this world that aren't aren't doing that that might not necessarily feel that that's an acceptable. I mean, my parents didn't tell people when they were taking me as a kid because people looked at you like you were a freak, right? Um, but I don't. I wouldn't necessarily worry about coming out of the building anymore. I think that they mask that stuff now because they know that's a fear of yours. I, I I I think that's easy to say, but I think a lot of guys right now that alone is a non-starter of. I'm walking into that building. Dude, guys have a hard enough time going to the urologist, and that's a dong doctor. That's what you're supposed to go there for. You. So, like, I think guys I think guys have a hard enough time walking into any doctor's office, let alone, yo, this doctor's going to tell you to get in touch with your feelings. You can laugh me off all you want, but when I say this, some of you, it's going to be true of you. If you are that worried about walking out of a therapist's office and people knowing that, you are the best candidate to drive your ass to a therapist's office right now. I'm not on you. I'm really not. I'm not trying to make a joke out of you. I'm imploring you, go. You will be better on the other side. This is... And now again, I said to set this all up. I worry about talking about this uh, stuff because I just worry, dude. Dudes like wrenching on an engine right now are like, dude, I don't care, dude. What are you giving me Oprah for right now? But doesn't this go back to? But this is why because if we don't do it, then that's always going to be like right. that. So the mentality of hashtag acceptance does not agree, does not exist everywhere. So like, I think that's, damn it. that's who we're trying to reach right now. Is that dude wrenching on his car thinking, oh yeah, well I don't need this, and it's like, well, bro, maybe you do. Another one is I need to spend time on my family, not on myself. Okay, what your wife and kids are going to tell you is 
No, no, no. <laughs> Go take that hour once a week so you're not a ball of rage here. I saw this in my father. My father was a, you know, he counseled other people, but he had anger issues himself, and he worked on it tirelessly and to, to make my mom a happier wife. Like, he worked on it. He knew he had to be a better husband, father, like, mentor. And that's why I revere the man the way I do. I watched the effort and the work to become a better version of himself, and I realized now, it's like, well, yeah, dude, apples don't fall all that far from trees. I'm still in the zone where he was, and Need to need to evolve to where I get to that version. Um, men so frequently uh, feel that they are the only thing that's keeping their family afloat. In the sense of like, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Not taking time for themselves. Number one, in a human capacity of like, yo, go do something you enjoy. Like, go find joy in your life. Like, go go have friends. Go do that. Number two, with with with, well, I can't because I got to worry about work and I got to worry about right. these kids and I got to worry happens. about this stuff. Dude, pry yourself up off the cross and go lay down on the couch. Man. There's actually we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to extend here just a little bit, and I hate to do this to you as a guy who's like worried and like this. This is what I should be doing on rock radio, but like there's more of this, and I think it's an important subject. And I hate to like cram it in and like Daff Lapper next, but like I kind of have to give you <laughs> Daff Lapper next. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sands Radio. Another opportunity, rock in the bank, 9 o'clock, put $1,000 in your pockets. Friday, what a way to kick off the weekend. Ugh, how good would that be? Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Beautiful weather this weekend, $1,000 in your pocket. Is the weather supposed to be good? Oh, dude, like 85 and sunny, bro. Like, it's going to be the summer kickoff. Let me tell you why I haven't even looked. Why's that? <laughs> dude, I am so disheartened right now. Why? So, like, three days ago, I went to the driving range after fighting with Jen. Okay. I hit every ball in the bucket well. Okay. Every... Last one. Really well. And the other day, Dustin and I went and played at Arrowhead. And I started out really good. And then somewhere around the sixth hole, it was like, oh, God, it's starting to slip. And then seven started to get away from me a little bit more. And then eight, it was like, all right, maybe, maybe signs of life. And then nine, not so much. And then we go to make the turn. And there's a league starting off the back. There's 20 guys on the box. I haven't hit a ball well in three holes. I put. They're like, hey, you guys better get out ahead of us. There's only two of you. We got like a 10-man league, and we're going to split this box up. It's, you know what I mean? Just get out ahead of us. That way you're not. we're not holding you up. And that's what they're supposed to do. Right. But then I get up on the tee box. I'm sticking my tee in the ground, put the ball on it, and I put my driver right behind it. And I hear a guy go, yo, man, you're Stansbury, right? And I went, uh, dude, Son I haven't a hit a bitch. ball well in three holes. And now I got 20 dudes in this box. And now I know I talk about this every day in my life. And dudes will be like, dude, you play this game. No, you don't. And so honestly, never put it back together ever. And so now I have league tonight and I'm, I don't know where it is. I don't know. And so now I'm like, okay. So honestly, legitimately, I came to work the next day and I grabbed a sales guy who I know likes to play. And I was like, dude, if you offer me X amount of dollars for everything in my bag, it's yours right now. <laughs> Just stands pretty selling it all. I'm so, I mean, dude, disheartened. I went, um, I'm not even going to tell you. It was uh, <laughs> sick to my stomach. Sick to my stomach. This is one of the reasons why I'm in therapy, by the way. This is one of the reasons. We were talking about why dudes won't go to therapy before the break. Right. And one of the reasons I came back to golf, here's a lot of it, okay? I get off pretty early in the day. I have bad habits as a person, or historically have had bad habits as a person. I was looking for healthy habits and things that can, you know, take away the idle hands aspect, right? Also, golf requires a lot of patience, keeping your cool under fire and all that stuff. So does radio, right? 
that is something I struggle with, and I don't think that's brand new information to anybody right now, right? So I don't oh, think everybody's like, what? I don't buy into that, right? So they, they kind of go hand in hand together, right? And I obviously, having lived through a tragedy as a child, had been in therapy a- as a kid and then, uh, you know, got away from it because for the, a lot of the reasons why some people don't go is because of the money and, you know, some other things or whatever at the time and, and this and that, right? There's a lot of it. And, but now I have been back in a few years. I believe it's reaping benefits in my life. I think Fantone will tell you that. I think my boss would tell you that. I think my girlfriend would definitely tell you that. And I think, you know, there's some truth in it. We already covered that dudes are afraid to walk out of the office because they feel like they're going to be judged. And I would say, look, most therapists are now in either A, their homes, which I don't like when they do that, or B, or they are in a medical professional building now, which means you got a dentist over here, you got a physical therapist over there, a chiropractor here. I don't necessarily think you're being as judged walking out of that building as much as you think that's happening. Well, the, the 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 ego and assumption that you walking out of anywhere is going to pop up on somebody's radar. There's a little bit of like that's very eye rolling to me. Like oh, so everyone's watching you to see where you're going. People walk into coin fountains because they're but, looking at their phones. But 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 what I'll say about that is a guy's going to be like yeah in that medical facility. But what if my neighbor's coming out of the dentist and I'm coming out of the loony bin and blah 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 blah. But I I, I, I guess no matter how you cut it, there's going to be that excuse. Okay, why don't you look at your neighbor like? Geez, well, you don't brush your teeth? Well, no, he's just going to the dentist, the dentist for maintenance. Yeah. And I would tell you, your brain is more important than your teeth. The difference between <laughs> physical ailments and mental ailments, though, world of difference in there. Is there really? I No, but, yeah, but there is. Perception, world of difference. Okay, so another one was they want to spend time, or they say, I need to spend time with my wife and my kids. Going to a therapist is spending time with your wife and kids. You just don't realize it. You know why? Because you're going to be better at spending time with your wife and kids at the end of it. They want you to go. You're right. You're going to be better at it, and you'll be better at doing everything. I'm too busy. All right? I heard this once. I'll just pull this from The Sopranos, where everybody got their entrance into therapy. Right? Where, where, where everybody listening got their entrance into therapy. And he said, where do I? She said to him when he came back, he was supposed to write in a journal. He said, where do people find the time? And she just leans back in her chair and says, to be healthy? When you say it like that, it almost sounds crazy, right? You don't have the time to be to be mentally healthy? Um, what I've kind of heard about this, and this will apply with anything that you kind of want here, instead of saying, I don't have time for it, say I don't prioritize it, because that's what you're really saying. You can say like, phrasing. Well, I, 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 don't, okay. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. No, say it's not a priority to you. And then that changes your mindset. I don't, change have, how I don't, I don't yeah. have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to work out. Don't say that. I don't prioritize working out. I don't prioritize going to the gym. I like that. It gives you a little bit of accountability there, and it also is a little bit harder to hear that, like, because when you say, I don't have time to go to the doctor, but I don't prioritize going to the doctor, it's like, eh, you don't. What kind of decision is that? That that seems like pretty foolish. That's one of those times where platitude-ish kind of stuff does kind of work there a little bit, right? Because that does kind of work. Because you could, if you saw that on a bumper sticker, you'd be like, oh, all right, that's my think it and dream it and then, you know, achieve it. But it is a little true. But how much of that eye-rolly at platitudes is essentially the same mindset that's eye-rolly at therapy? Well, all of it. (laughs) I mean, literally all of it. And this is the big one, I guess, that guys uh, lean on. There's nothing wrong with me. Okay. Strap in, people. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Are you kidding me? There's nobody listening right now. Nobody that doesn't have something wrong with them. That's crazy. There's no baseline for normal, right? 
Plus, we all live in the same world with the same problems, the same stresses, the same fears, the same, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, they're letting a caravan of people in here. Oh my God, abortion's back on the thing. We're all going through the same thing. If you don't think the negativity of this world, okay, you know what this is? I'm going to make an analogy, and honestly, I think I may have had a bunch of you on my side, and I may lose you right now with my analogy. I feel very much like this the way I do about climate change. Do I think it's the biggest problem facing us right now? No, it's probably the biggest problem facing my great ga- or my great grandkids, but I refuse to look at the planet and go, oh yeah, there's like seven and a half billion people on the planet and there's no way we're doing anything negative to the fragile earth, right? Very much the same way here. There's no way you can live in the negative world we live in and not have some mental strain with that. Okay, so there's that. Let's let's just set that aside. Now let's say there's nothing actually diagnosed wrong with you that we can diagnose. Like you have severe anxiety disorder, you have this or this. Let's say you have nothing that we could diagnose as an issue for you, problem, however you want to classify it. This is still a good exercise to be doing. Let me tell you why I think therapy is mostly helpful, and I think the number one problem or the first one we mentioned alerts you alerts me to I'm being right about this. You're worried about people seeing you come out of there. The judgment is what you're worried about. My therapist is fantastic. So much so when people ask me who it is, I'll never tell anybody because I don't ever want to put myself in a situation where I may have to give her up because I'm running into like situation. Like I, that chick, I'm her and I we're down. I like her. (laughs) I'm sticking with her. Right. But What outside of her being awesome at it, anybody would be beneficial for me because what therapy at the end of the day really, I believe for me, it may not be for everybody. One of the reasons why it makes me feel so good is that you're saying things out loud. I know that sounds crazy for what I do, but there's for as much as I give you, there's a ton of stuff I won't tell you. There's a ton of stuff I'm terrified you might find out one day. There's a ton of that. And so saying things out loud, and I know you think, well, I talk to my friend at work and we have smoke breaks or I talk to my aunt or my cousin, but you worry about what those people think. If you change your mentality about what that therapist is, don't look at them as somebody that, that, is, that is superior to you and is going to make you learn how to use your brain. Don't do that. Look at them as you're paying them money like a prostitute so you you can dump your mental strain in their lap and walk out feeling lighter. We've talked about this before. Prostitutes you look down on, therapists you're looking up at. Same thing. But 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 that's that's going to be very hard for guys to swallow. You can say, well, just like do this, but like I know, I'm making it easy. That concept of, well, just look at them as somebody who's trying to help you as opposed to trying to judge you, (sighs) not that easy to do. Just like just like fat people who are like, oh well, can't go to the gym because everybody judges me there when you're in that situation no matter what that person's doing now it's oh it's on you to get over it it's on you to kind of grow from it but guys but but plenty of men are going to i'm not telling i'm not i'm not talking about that she's going to judge me i i I for sure think yeah there's truth in this too because like i again i I talked about with my therapist about this a lot and she always says to me she's like dan you're a special subject in this because you came willingly she's like you know how many people are in my services because it was court ordered or like a wife's dragging them to marriage therapy or there's something she's like you recognize you want to be here you recognize there's issues and you're still resistant to doing some of the work she's like now imagine somebody who doesn't think they need it that's that's you recognizing it i think is an important point on this last point is that 
I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to go get your ass to therapy. Even in the in in, the, in I, I buy into the thought of well, everybody's got something wrong with them. There's everyone's got that, but I don't necessarily think everyone has issues that necessarily warrant therapy. What I think is that people have a very hard time evaluating that. I think people have a very hard time looking at themselves and saying, "Do I tr- do I need this, or is this normal, or is this abnormal?" I think that's where the problem is. Here's what I would say about all that. I agree that most people probably do not needed as a routine practice the way it is in my life, but it is an emotionally healthy thing to do on occasion for all people, is what I would say. Having a confidant that you're not worried about the judgment of is beneficial. Did, and did this? That was the last point of the. Yeah, of the that's list. the last point they I, have. I can't believe, cannot believe, and you said it. And I just, I thought for sure it was coming up later on the list. I can't believe money wasn't a part of this. When when I read this, or when one? I when I saw this article, I was like, dude, money has to be near the top. You know, I may have just missed it. Be, no, because because think about how many people make health decisions based on their finances. All of my them. hands raised. Everyone, I've done dude, it. Everyone Have done has it. done that. Yeah. So I, that's something I think, and maybe this isn't, maybe because it's not exclusive to men, probably women think this too, is that like, well, no, I can't go to the psychiatrist. I'm already spending money here, 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 and here. And I'm already not taking the, the blood pressure medication I'm supposed to. I'm ignoring this per, this pain that I have in my side. And, and, and now you want me to start coughing up money on, into a head a doctor? Yes. That, that, that I, it would be crazy for me to, to dismiss that as not true. I also think it's a little bit of this. It's, it's a, it's limited experience, and the only experience you have to it is entertainment-based, meaning you've never gone to it, and the only time you've ever dealt with it is in a movie. And you got to re- realize, in movies, they're trying to entertain you. They're trying to make jokes, or they're trying to like pull you into a serious thing, meaning not—I think most guys legitimately think therapy is, I'm going to go lay on a couch, and I'm going to cry for an hour, and then walk out of there. Not always. Now, I will tell you. If you do have issues to work through and you are going to do serious work on real, honest-to-God growth, that does not come without tears rolling down your face. Pain does not – like, growth does not be birthed but, out of out of easy. But, but we're talking about, like, crying right now? Like, it's this, like – Guys feel like it's still, still something to be it's ashamed a, of. It's not getting shot though, you know. And I like, I like, I, I take your point that w- the guys feel that way, but like, think about that. Like, the concept of me crying, laying down and crying, is enough to keep me away from something that would make me healthier. And Again, it's the core of this problem. Much like being judged about walking out of the building, if you're so afraid that that you might cry while you're being in there, buddy, that's a you're pretty much screaming at the top of your lungs that you want to carpool with me next week when I go nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Dude, around 7.30, I took a message from this guy. I was like, dude, stop talking about football so much. You think that guy's any happier that I decided to talk about dudes laying on couches and crying? <laughs> you, think, you think he's happy I shifted and went there? Um, somebody actually, and this was a woman that ended up meeting Great. my mom oh. and was like, oh my God, you're Matt's mom, okay. blah, 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 put it all together. And she said, you know, sometimes... Your mom's such a great ambassador for the show. She, she is. She's out she, there just no, chilling, you're, bro. She is, and she's the world's nicest person. Just out there, out there slanging it as yeah. much as she can. I'd rather do the show with her, if but, I'm honest. But, well, dude, what do we got going on, Mom? What are you doing? Summer break April is, Fultz. Summer break is like 10 days away, so she got nothing going on nice. with her life, dude. She got nothing going on. Nice. Um, but what this woman said to my mother is, is like, sometimes they do talk sports a lot, but what they do good 
is they don't make me feel stupid listening to it. I don't feel like I'm watching Sports Center. I don't feel like people are talking over my heads. I don't feel like they are trying to like break down the game tape and X's and O's it. They give you like the stories of it. They give you like the human element. Well, that, of it. I think that's where the entertainment is. I I think if, if because this is what's true of even men. Like what that woman needs to know is that if we grilled most men about the rules of football, they don't know the rules either. Right. Guys, right. guys don't know the X's and O's. Break, break down this game. Break down this film. Like break down this play. People, you, you is don't that know. a catch or not? Oh, <laughs> looks like it to me. <laughs> Mike Pereira barely knows, which is you know he he used to be the, one of the head officials there. But so like yeah, I mean no no. I, well that's a good compliment. It was a good compliment. because what again? This is what I was saying earlier while we were talking about that. All we're ever trying to do is take any subject we're talking about it and make it relatable. That's why normally sometimes we be like, do you end up you know working a lot of things back to you? It's like yes, I'm trying to make it relatable. Like this is how I. This is what I'm saying. And I can I can think I can win you over on my side of the argument by showing you where it applies here in me is all. You know what I mean? And honestly, there's there's no subject you know better than you. The way that the radio show works. Pull Breaking the curtain back. Here how's it go, guys. Do the successful formula <laughs> is taking all the smoke and mirrors and saying, this is how the magic trick is performed. There's more red hot yeah. chili peppers. Yeah. Play it again. Yeah, I guess that's I, – I, I guess like I can answer all my questions for my life and my own actions there. I, uh, I want to address this just real quickly because I know I'm a golf fan and most of you not, but John Daly is like a national treasure, this guy, right? Yeah. He's kind of like the everyman, and that's why people have always kind of love him. It's like he made most guys believe they could be a professional golfer if they had enough time to go to the driving range. That is bananas. Like, I, uh, I've known guys who have played on what's called the mini tours, and if they were to go out and play with a pro today, they'd get beat by 20. Sorry, H, you know it's true. And so, like, <laughs> it's just one of them things, dude. It's like that game is it's, it's just it, that much more. But John Daly is like the original bomber, long hitter of the golf ball. That was his whole thing. And uh, But he's been back and forth with the drinking and the booze. And, and there, there used to be a great show on the Golf Channel called Being John Daly, and it was awesome. He is just synonymous. Like, when I, in my mind, imagine the, the clientele of Hooters, I just, it's John Daly in my brain, dude. Like, everything about him, from, like, the beer drinking to the sexual harassment to the eating chicken Well, didn't wings. he have the Hooters bus? He was. Dude, he had, um, it, it was all you could eat Hooters. It was like, he has the, he has the Hooters black card. Like, he could just go into any Hooters, which I don't know if they still exist, but he can go into any Hooters and get it all you can eat for free. So, the PGA, now, again, this is where this sport gets really confusing. It's called the PGA Championship, but there's, like, a thousand tournaments that all have the word championship. Don't get hung up in the word. So but it is one of the four majors. Right. Okay. okay. Well, what does that, that mean? Major and championship. No, uh, gee, let me get this straight. The game takes six hours to play. It's really slow. You have to be quiet when it's all going on, and it's really confusing. I gotta tell you, ratings winner. Right. So I get why people are resistant for sure. But this is a very important tournament as well as an AFC Championship game. We'll call it that. Right. Okay. One of those. And. Guys walk golf courses. It's part of the difficulty of the game. You have to walk the course, make the, you know, and then make all the swings. Daly's got a knee issue or something, and they're letting him use the cart. And we've seen this on the senior tour, Champions Tour, sorry, PGA, Champions Tour. They don't like refer to it as old. Champions, sorry. And, um, and they'll occasionally let a guy with a medical issue. Now, Tiger responded and said, you know, I walked the course on a broken leg once, and he was right. And he was right. And people are like, and I posted this photo yesterday. Daly's pulling up to the green. He's got a putter in one hand, a cigarette in another, and a McDonald's cup in the cart, right? And it's like, it is. It's like, that's America, bro. Like, there, there it is. And that is the golf most guys play. That's how, that's how most guys play the sport, right? And so I'm kind of stuck in this. 
I don't know what I want my sport to do. Do I want to see it get more raucous like they do in Phoenix with the waste management? Or do I like the Masters better where it's pristine and, and clean and dudes aren't yelling, mashed potatoes, as guys are <laughs> driving? Because I hate that stuff. But at the same time, I want the sport to be on TV forever. And so I feel like I got a, I got, we got to court the younger moron that doesn't really want the sport to keep it around. I, I don't know what to do. I feel, I, I feel handcuffed by it. There, on one hand, I love daily, but it's like, dude, quit ruining this thing. There is something about the Happy Gilmore style. It's appealing, dude. There's I almost th- want two sports. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is maybe a separation of like... This is what I think needs to happen. I, I, uh, for, this, uh, for those of you a little loosely close to the game, you might know top golf are these places, right? And it's right. pretty much target golf. And I think if we created a professional sport with that, which had spectators and dudes were screaming and you were allowed to yell insults as dudes were swinging and this and that, and then get that version of golf out there, but then let me watch Sunday and what I'll do go, mashed potatoes! <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, uh, dude, the Bobby Bowie thing was stupid. It's all stupid. I want all those dudes kicked off of golf courses. It makes watching the game so annoying. So give me that. Let's make two sports and put daily in the Hooter store. Cause Phantoms, <laughs> yeah, that was well done, buddy. Well done. Six, nine. Back is Mancini. He won't get this one. It is gone to Souvenir City. The Indians will play from in front. Jason Kipnis gets on the board with his first home run of the year. And that is the 10th home run allowed by Dan Straley and the 90th allowed by the Baltimore Orioles this year. There's a high fly ball. Deep right field. Mancini's back. He's out of room. It's out of here. Indians take the lead. Second home run of the night for Jason Kipnis. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Nice to see signs of life out of the offense, out of the tribe last night. 14-7 against Baltimore. I guess if we could play them every night, it would be pretty good. I, uh, they're struggling. There's no denying that the bats have been a, a little bit of a struggle recently with the tribe. Your shot to rock the bank. Score yourself $1,000 momentarily. We'll get into that here. I believe Sunday, if I have my facts right, is uh, is when the Game of Thrones wraps up. I think so, yeah. Uh, biggest show to hit HBO ever, probably, I think, as far as like uh, consumption-wise goes. Now, I would imagine your subscriptions to HBO are probably much higher now than they were in the days of uh, even The Sopranos, and the, you could make the argument The Sopranos brought a bunch of people over to HBO who probably held them through since then. I don't know. I feel like HBO had its height in the 90s, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Like, it just felt, maybe it felt more special to me, or it felt more, like, alluring to me. I knew. I would think in the world of streaming, it's probably like, dude, I don't even really need HBO. I um, I think, I'm pretty sure they HBO has says this has been our most successful show. I, I don't know. I personally, I, I'll tell you, The Sopranos was great. The Wire is fantastic. Um, HBO is known for quality television. Yeah, it, and, and an article from a, from a television insider style of website, HBO Game of Thrones just burning down competition and its own ratings. For as much as people want to complain about it, oh, that episode sucked, the bells, whatever. Driving hell, everything dude. to it, right. Um, yeah, I mean, just millions upon millions of people tuning in to watch that live. So 
There's now a petition out there, and I guess the last time I saw it, it had 300,000 signatures to change and reshoot season eight of uh, of Game of Thrones because the, a lot of a huge portion of the fan base is unhappy. Now, let's add some context to this. Okay, no matter what happened, there was going to be 300,000 people who were unhappy with it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I'm not going to get on the 300,000 people who feel like they want to see a reshoot. I don't think they actually expect a reshoot, which is why I'm not going to go overboard and like start mocking them and calling them names and everything. I don't think they actually want to reshoot. I think what they want to do is just go, I'm unhappy with this, and this represents my unhappiness. We, we shall be heard. Okay. And look, these people agree with me, so I'm not necessarily out in left field. I know you're not going to change it, but look, I'm not crazy because, look, we're all in this together, right? And so I'm not going to go overboard. But I'm going to maybe do this thing I don't normally like when we do a whole lot on the program. Let's play the what if game and what right. might happen game. Do you think, Fantone, that after seeing the Sonic trailer that came out and people were like, ugh, and then the director came out and said, okay, you know what? I heard you. I'm going to reshoot some stuff. We're going to change the way it looks. We'll, we'll, be re- we'll be back with a reimagined version of this, right? And now Game of Thrones and Dexter didn't end well and Lost is a big famous one that didn't end well and and like all this stuff. Last night, um, Big Bang Theory ended and it seems and it seems to be very lackluster. Not a lot of people talking about it. From what I've kind of read, that's the first I've heard anything about it. From what from what I've kind of read, it was just kind of ho hum. Oh, that's a dude. That's that's actually a black eye on 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 a like for me not to have heard that until Fantone says it to me at nine o'clock in the morning. Like I had no idea that was true. Now I stopped watching the show years and years ago, but the fact. That, that that show was a big brand for that you're right for not to be top of mind this morning that feels like a little weird let me throw this by you when we film shows we don't put everything we have filmed on the screen we film multiple scenarios and then stuff hits the cutting room floor we've seen now audiences want to be able to make changes We've already had the Blu-ray version of, you know, movies come out and you can play editor and like splice your own edits in and do your own editing. Do you think these books were big when I was a kid? Are we headed to get people back to television? You're no longer a viewer. You are now a participant. You're a lot, you're a participant with live tweeting, but now choose your own ending shows. Now, again, they can't custom tailor it to us person by person because it's just that's too much money too much too many shoots and there's no way to predict it all but if they could give you let's say you choose from three versions because now you watch that one and go well wait what about the other one and now essentially you watch four versions of it and you get to pick one's your favorite your favorite is there any way we get there i think there was wasn't there a netflix show that did something like this wasn't it black mirror or one of those netflix that was interactive yeah i think they had a season that was like interactive and the choose your own adventure style of like you can do this this or this I mean, like, oh, do, I didn't know that. Do I think that there's going? To I didn't be, watch Black Mirror. Do I think there's going to be? Should what I, I watch Black say? Mirror? Um, people, people recommend it. I haven't watched it, so I can't. I tell tried you. watching one episode. There was two people in a car, and then there was a crash, and I don't know. I can't happened. tell you one way or another because I haven't watched it. But like, a lot of people have have spoke highly of it. All right, I'm gonna try. But, it. but what I'm gonna say about that is that, like, well, now you're asking. And now some, I guess, you know, uh, filmmakers or television show makers or whatever will want to do this. But now you're asking for more hours of content. And isn't the big gripe against all these shows is like, God, dude, you know, 
we're 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 eight we're eight seasons in. Each episode is an hour long. Each season has twelve episodes, dude. We're a hundred hours of content in, and that's why it's falling apart. That's why it's so quote unquote piss poor right now. Even though that last episode had twelve point five million viewers, the highest for any HBO series or episode in the entire history of that show. Is that right? Was the number one. So it's like. Why? Why, dude? We're doing gangbusters over here. We're putting up the biggest numbers that this that this that this you know we've ever had in the history of this network. So these three hundred thousand people bitching and moaning about something, you guys get to. Well, what you don't want, I would admit, what you don't want is for one thing to come up and like rethink the wheel. But I mean. When you add in cord cutting and you add in unhappy with the way things end and you add in people wanting more to feel more important in their life, to feel like they have control, like it, we're more discerning about the entertainment than we've ever been. And so I wonder if you just get the remote back in their hand, that may, put them back in control of it, right? And that there's no way you couldn't people pull people into the allure, although I guess what would fly in my in the face of that is – because now that you mention it, I think I remember seeing dudes like like Dwayne's a guy who listens to us a lot, and he kind of liked Black Mirror. And I think I think I remember him saying like, "Hey, man, you can kind of like choose." And I, isn't the other thing with Black Mirror you don't have to watch it episode after episode; you can just kind of pick it up and ch- it's like um, Twilight Zone. It's not necessarily running in an order. You can kind of like screw watch around. one and live within that. Yeah, d- with certain seasons, I believe. But I think they did do a season like that. And the point is that was a pretty big brand for Netflix at least at the time. And if it didn't. If if they didn't roll out another one of those, then maybe people don't want that. I think there was one episode in 2018 of the sci-fi or the science fiction anthology series Black Mirror. It was the one episode they're saying one yeah. episode. So I mean, dude, the idea is there, like the, no doubt. It's just that for for some things, I guess when you start a project like, hey, this is a movie or it's a, a, a television show, we have the intentions of doing this with this. I think it just feels like. Well, now we're seven seasons deep into Game of Thrones. I don't like where this is going, and now I have to go record no, no, five no. different episodes. No, that's endings? no, no. I, I wouldn't do no, no, no. For something established now, but if I was looking to create the next big brand of television, if I all right, upfronts is what you do. You go to the network and be like, all right, here, here's our pitches. I would feel comfortable if my network was going in front of the advertisers, going, look, everybody's still on the kick the whores off the island. Look at what we're about to do with this. That's what I I would I'd be I'd be trying to take the big swing. Yeah, I I I I get that, and I understand why 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 HBO or Netflix or whoever's trying to get your attention and get your dollars is like, dude, whatever we can do, whatever whatever is going to make it. And yeah, there there's point there. Um, be first. I think I think more than anything, it's like God, Game of Thrones fans, like. This is obviously new to you. Pro wrestling fans, we've been dealing with this forever. Like crappy storytelling and no big payoff at the end. And you don't get what you want. But you keep watching and you keep watching and you keep watching because you can't get the goddamn thing up. You can't. Here's the thing, Game of Thrones fans. Fantone's actually really right. Stop calling yourself fans. Start referring to yourself as smarks. And all of a sudden, you're really going to like it. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Teresa's going to hook you up with... Multiple opportunities for you to rock the bank. Put $1,000 in your pocket. She'll do the first one shortly after 10. Missed anything from yesterday or uh, this program? The podcasts are always available for you at WRQK.com. We talked a lot of football this morning. We talked a lot of sports. I obviously got into the Odell Beckham Jr. and the Baker Mayfield and the Colin Cowherd beef and that whole thing. And, I, you know, again, I, I feel like 
I don't know if it's Odell's fault, but like, yeah, man, the top ten things I know him for, it's like, all right, the end zone one hand grab. There's like maybe two other catches, but then it's like, yeah, partying on the boat and the net and all this stuff. And um, but I don't think that that means that Odell's overrated or that he's not going to have success in Cleveland. I don't buy any of that. I, as a matter of fact, I've said uh, you know people are like, well, he's injury prone, and and I've said, well, is he injury prone or do athletes pick and choose when their injuries keep them off the field? I think we all know that that's true, and I have maintained that he, while dealing with like a hammy or like a ankle or something that you most guys would play on, that Odell looked at it and was like, dude, that's Eli Manning. He can't throw the ball twenty yards. I'm not. Risking twenty-five million dollar a year legs for you know what I mean for this. Where I think when you got Baker Mayfield completing passes at damn near seventy percent or whatever the hell it is, I think Odell's like, ah, dude, this is Pro Bowl stuff here that I can get here. Um, I might be receiver of the year, things like that. I think you're going to see him play through things he wasn't playing through in New York. I'm not an Odell hater, but I don't think it's crazy to say, look, he's more known for for who he is as a personality than he is for on the field play. I don't know if that's fair to him. I think a lot of it is how sports gets covered today. Yeah, I was going to say if 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 the gripe here is that that the media has misaligned how they view him now maybe through some fault of his own. I I guess I just I just stand firm to you don't have that many pro bowls, you don't have that many yards, you don't have that many accomplishments and not have the career defining moments. You know what I mean? You don't you don't accumulate 5000 yards without making big catches. Now, can you say they weren't big pet catches in big games or they weren't big catches in big moments? All right, I, I, I'll make room for that. I just think it's I just think it's ridiculous to say one of the best three wide receivers in the NFL, arguably the best, doesn't have big moments. I just, I, I, I just can't buy it. I'm trying to think if I would trade Odell for any of the other top wide receivers right now. I don't want Antonio Brown. I think the antics I saw at the end of Pittsburgh and what we're seeing walking into Oakland with Antonio Brown versus Odell not being there day two OTAs, give me the Odell Beckham Jr. drama, dog. Give me that. Like, I'll take that all day. So, no. You can make the argument Julio out of Atlanta, but I don't know. I mean, I it, let's not let's let's add more context to the Odell thing. You need a little bit of personality in your athletes now because I want to make money with them off the field, too, and Julio doesn't give me a ton of that. Can you point to the Julio Jones moment that Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't have? No, I can I can actually I can actually the, the the big Julio Jones moment is him being isolated in the Super Bowl and him being taken out of the game. I mean, so like it, 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 so now that I mean, and I guess if you're making the argument of like, well, wide receivers don't impact the game so much. I, I guess I'll make room for that, but I just feel like, like I said, if 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 Colin Cowherd wanted to make arguments against Odell Beckham Jr., there's arguments to make. It was the style that he did it, which made me feel like, not that you're a hater, but dude, you're being you're being dismissive. A lightning rod. You're being dismissive. All right, I what my I kept seeing all the replies on um, the social media platforms yesterday, and I was like, what I find interesting is everybody's calling him a hater, or you're old, and you don't get the new game, and like all this stuff. I saw all that, but nobody put the top 10 catches together and said, here they are. And if I, and I thought to myself, and maybe I'm making it too easy, Fantone. I thought to myself, well, if he had them, though, it'd be so easy to disprove this, and nobody's disproving it. Nobody's doing it. So if it was so easy to disprove... 
I mean, you know what I mean? If, that's all. That's all I'm saying is like. And now again, I'm saying maybe I'm making too much of that. If I send you the YouTube video of the top ten OBJ catches, I'm gonna be impressed, right? Uh, right. I mean, like I'm looking. I'm looking at the top ten OBJ career catches right here. I don't. I haven't watched them all, but I mean, yeah, I'm going to assume it's gonna be like, God damn. Dude. Isn't this? Isn't this true of? All right. You know why this was all unfair? And this is exactly why you do a four hour show. This is. People remember my mistakes more than my successes. Yeah. Right? And so, like, isn't that naturally going to be true of bigger personalities and bigger... I, I, I'm not going to throw myself into the world of a star, but, like, you know, recognizability. And, like, obviously, it's a different thing than a football player, but, like, I'm guessing if that's true of me, it's going to be true of them occasionally, too. This number 10, and I'll put the video up at WRQK.com. We'll do that. Do it. But this number 10... Tag Colin Coward in it. The number 10 highlight of his is jaw-dropping good. It's him against the Buffalo Bills, Giants v. Bills. He's running up the sideline grabs this one-handed snag, gets his foot inbounds, unbelievably athletic, and it's number 10. Yeah, but see, what Colin would do is somebody, like, what he would say there is, yeah, against the Buffalo Bills in a game that doesn't matter. Of course, he's a highlight when it doesn't matter. The, and let me tell you about Tommy John underwear. <laughs> and, the, and then he'll go to break. That's the, what he's going to do. But 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 that goes back to, well, then, then present your argument that way. You can't say he has no big moments. Look at these moments and then say, well, they weren't moments in big, in big games. And it's like, well, if that's the argument is he doesn't have big moments in big games, then you're on to something. But to say that the guy doesn't have 10 jaw-dropping snags in his life is comical. Well, I don't know if I don't believe that is exactly what he said, but I, I take your point. How many times did the Giants make the playoffs with Odell? I do not know. I think the one that I can think of. I, I mean, know one for sure because they went and partied on the boat and it didn't go well and everybody grilled all of them. It wasn't just Odell, but the, I mean, people were on the Giants about that, and I think they should have been. You know what I mean? You're you know you're wearing jeans and Tims and no shirts on a on a boat before a playoff game and you don't. Nobody played well. It's not even that you just lost. Nobody played all that well. But, I mean, there's a little bit of truth in this. It's like, well, if Eli couldn't get him to big games, how is Odell going to make big plays in big games? Yeah. It's a quarterback-driven league. I can't turn it into a wide receiver-driven league now. Like, it's a quarterback-driven league. Um, 2016, the wild card, this is when the boat thing happened. Okay. Is they played the Packers, lost and there. It, right? In 2011, so he wasn't on the team at that point. So, okay. yes, the Giants have made it once. So what would be a big game? A Thursday night game? Right. right, which some of those catches are going to be in those games. Right, I mean, like these are, uh, and, and 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 like I said, dude, the number ten is unbelievably good. Like, you, oh, he's you, good. So, so, so you decide not to highlight those things. Now, if you want to make point the point that, like, well, what you've done off the field has been louder than what you've done on the field. It's going to be true no matter who but, you are. But though. Once again, like that's not how Cowherd presented it, and like you and I can find a way for this to be a valid argument. But like, but when you do this top ten, he didn't do it. Says, eh, 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 like, dude, you're being okay. But isn't this some part of uh, like that's how that dude? Things do need to be easily consumed now, for the consumer. Right. Now, is the argument here that that Colin Cowherd's doing this for attention, for clicks, for all that? Yeah, man, because that's, this is the game we play, dude. This one 100%. Go to WRQK.com. Hey, don't forget to check out the social media sites. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, that's what we're in the business of. So, yeah, like, that's actually the thing we're worst at. So he he knows, dude. He knows what he's doing. And from the beginning of this. because I hate shilling. I hate shilling. All three of these guys know what's happening here. All three of them, dude. None of these dudes now can you tell me that there's a little bit of like contention between them yeah but all three of these dudes know when the attention's on us when we're getting this oh i think it's i think it's even more than that i think it's agreed upon behind the scenes 
I really do. I think a little bit. Now, can it go too far? And I think that Odell, but oh, nah, maybe not, dude. Because like I said, some of those replies from Odell's Twitter account weren't good. They were a bad look. Now, 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 I, I know he Odell Beckham Jr. shared the um, text message between him and Cowherd. Oh, well, we Cowherd did. Was, I haven't seen that. Where Cowherd was being very supportive, dude. This is great for you. I hope you kick ass. Blah blah blah. And then it's like, and then you go on the radio or the TV or whatever. Well, wait you, a minute. Just because you wait, you can want something to work out for somebody and still go. But this is hanging out there. Now, I don't know the relationship that those two men have. Nor do I. But but the way that it was kind of presented was that, like, yo, in life, and this is what he said in there, is like, in life, face-to-face, you're one way with me. On the TV show, you're another. I have a problem with that. And I, I get that. All right, I can't call Odell crazy for that. But doesn't Colin have the ability to text him back and be like, Odell, you know how many people watch my show that think this that think this way about you? I have to entertain them, too. Okay, and, and 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 if if the if the Colin Cowherd sometimes our job is to not present the argument we agree with most, but to present the argument you agree with most. If the Colin Cowherd, if if that's the argument, though, it's once again, how did you present it? You didn't you didn't present it as like, hey, and the devil's well, advocate. masterfully because everybody in the world is talking about. It. <laughs> I mean, so masterfully, uh, yeah, but I mean, but yes. but I but yes, I take your point. Big, big picture though, that yes, man. Once again, what are people talking about? This the, all right. I I feel like I can put a bow on this. And 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 um, and bring us to a decent place. There are two sports shows that I consume. I won't say daily, but but I do consume, and I respect both guys. Um, and I think they do two of the best radio shows in the country. One of them, yes, happens to be Colin Coward, and the other one is Dan Patrick. What happened yesterday out of Colin Coward's studio would have not happened out of Dan Patrick's studio. I think Dan Patrick would have given you. That argument without shtick. And I think Odell would have been able to walk away from that going, okay, I was more fairly judged in that light by that presenter. I would give you that. If you're asking me whether or not yesterday was more hot takey than I normally view Colin to be, the answer there is yes. I will always try to give you the truth and and be fair to every situation as as I know how to do. I would grant you that. I would grant you that. I don't think any of this, by the way, leads to serious problems. I really don't. If anything, you could make the argument, it's going to bond them together. That 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 now it's like they, they carry it and Baker. Let's be honest, guys. He's got a little bit of that Brady chip on the shoulder. Manufacture it. No matter what I do, it's always going to be hanging there. And dude, there's a way to win chips like that, dog. We've how, seen it. How, whatever fuels your fire, dude. Sometimes I look at him and I kind of roll my eyes. Like, dude, do you really need that? But he's bro, 23 or bro, whatever. Whatever, whatever is throwing the fuel into that fire, keep doing it. Yeah. All right. I mean, okay. I think. All in, having thought about it all day, I don't necessarily think the presentation yesterday was wrong. Whether or not it was fair to Odell, that's a, you know what I mean—a different thing. Probably not so much. And I think mostly you remember the kicking net because that's what even sport like that's what you. This is what how this has happened. You and I, twenty years ago, would have covered the kicking net because we're a rock station. ESPN would have covered the X's and O's and the, and the yardage and this and that. Everybody's become the pop culture center and no longer information centers. And that's why we're remembering kicking nets more than we're remembering big catches and big games. It's nine. Hello, friends. I'm Jim Nance. And all I got to say is it's Friday.
help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, tummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. Oh, God. Oh, my name? Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Here in Massillon, Ohio, football is more than a sport. It's a cult, a religion, a civic enterprise that knows no season and bounces its merry way 365 days a year. The number one grid city in America. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, congratulations. Your house just went down 75% in value. And they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one, okay? You know, the Confederates were able to shoot pterodactyls. That doesn't sound right. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. Get him out of here. Out. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f my sister. Wow. There's a dirty little secret. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. Why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. Yo, get me with this And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. So kiss my black Don't hate on prostitution, because guess what? It's been going on since before humans, man. And you don't even know about it. Wow. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Wow. It is Baker Mayfield. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. On the big station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I want to uh, I want to address a couple of things here. I, um, a lot of you listen to this program in a couple of different ways. Some of you are very dedicated to listen all four hours every morning. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I, uh, I can barely pay attention to it myself as I'm hosting it. So I, uh, we, we respect that. Some of you bounce around, come back and forth. I get that. That's more of a listener I am. And then there's podcast listeners. So it's people. Uh, there were people today, you're a little repetitive this morning because I was like harping on the Browns a lot. And um, and that's been true probably of a couple shows this week where I kind of went back to some things at nine that maybe I'd done at seven, vice versa, and done that kind of thing and, and been bouncing around. It's because the audience kind of flips over. I'll pull the curtain back here and you know tell you about that. And I know if you listen um, longer than most people would, you're like, oh man, you kind of already did this. But there's another reason this week why that was true. I um, I made a decision early in the week, and. I did not want to go back on my decision, and it required gymnastics in here to to rework other subjects, and I was going out of my way to avoid having to use this word this week, and the word is Alabama. I get it's a big thing. I get it's a hot topic. I get it's a big subject, and you can make the argument that's my job is to get into the biggest subjects everybody's talking about, and it is. That's what's called topic A. But there's another side of that coin, which is sometimes the subjects can get so big and so much in the ether that it's the only thing you're hearing about. And there are a lot of people who are like, you know what? I've reached my exhaustion point with this. I feel how I feel about it. Nobody's going to make me change my viewing on this, no matter which side of the aisle I'm on it. So I don't want to hear people discuss it anymore. And they're looking for another outlet. I chose this week to take that subject 
off of the docket and be the place people could go and not be smacked over the head with Alabama all week. And so that's why I was a little OBJ heavy this morning, a little sports heavy this morning, is because that's still the hot topic. And I'm, I know I'm sort of talking about it now, but I'm just kind of like letting you in as to those of you that are like, dude, too much sports. Well, it was either that or I felt like I was going to have to lean on Alabama, which I did not necessarily want to have to do. Aside from that, Teresa's going to get you guys hooked up with multiple opportunities at $1,000. Are there big plans on the Fantone front this weekend, buddy? I, uh, I, have to, I have to, and I've been Googling it all morning, um, I have to plant my yard this, this weekend. Really? Yep, so I will be out there, you know, farmer Fantone style, get the overalls out, nice. you know, get a, get a big dipper in, and, uh, and and hopefully we're going to be growing no. some grass. What are the plans of stands? Dude, you're going to be kicking dust up. I will you're going to be kicking dust up. I like the topsoil up, but now it's dust. Golf league tonight, and yeah. then uh, tomorrow, uh, you know, Jennifer and the kids and that whole thing. And honestly, I can't wait. I, uh, I haven't, I haven't been with her kids since last Sunday, and uh, dude, I missed the hell out of those two already. So, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing that whole thing all weekend. So, aside from that, Teresa's going to make you guys rich shortly after ten o'clock. If you missed anything, pick it up in the podcast. We'll talk to you again Monday morning, six a.m. on Rock One Six Nine. Have a great weekend.